Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball, and today I want you to join my community. Well, I've always wanted people to join my community, and I love that I can talk to someone who is an expert at helping others build their community. My guest today, Deb Shell, is a community strategist. She's helped entrepreneurs find calm in building, launching, and growing an online community. She supports clients worldwide, and she is the host of the Community Strategy Podcast, and I am so glad that she's sitting in my guest chair today. Deb, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Well, I think this is going to be a fabulous conversation because I love this approach, this idea that you're not just pushing information out there, but that you're building a community. How do I get started? Well, it's it's so funny. We're in the information, the information age has passed. Like there is more information that we could ever possibly consume in our lifetime on the internet. And communities help people learn in specific, smaller increments and groups. So um, community is really about implementing. If you think about course and learning, a lot of our learning is now transitioning to online and we're learning things constantly about new technology and new ways to work online. And a you learn things, but nobody helps you implement that. That's what we were in school. When we were in school, people, our teachers, and we had activities to help us implement. Communities really help us implement because we get together with groups of people that all have the same challenges, problems, or goals, and we can collaborate and say, hey, how are you doing with this? What's your problem, and how have you solved it? And just that experience um, is, is a transformational way to change your life in no matter your lifestyle or your business life, your career, depending on whatever your needs are. And there's communities that are niche communities across the globe for all different kinds of needs to serve you. Absolutely. All you have to do is hop on meetup.com and you will be overwhelmed by the different groups. But let's turn this around a little bit and let's talk about it from the perspective of the coach or the entrepreneur, someone who is a subject matter expert. And they're looking at this thinking, well, how do I start a community? How do I build that group that will work with me and interact with me? Yeah, well, you have each one of us has a network of people. And, uh, you know, whether that's in LinkedIn or your email or Facebook or whatever. And when you've decided what your community concept is, what your idea is for this community, why you're going to bring people together, you can go out and approach these people who could become your ideal members, is how I describe it in the book. And just talking about um, how can we serve you in this community? What are your challenges? You get validation from those ideal members, you bring that into the community, and then it, you give them what they're asking for. It's pretty easy, but somehow we've gotten lost along the way with social media kind of threw us in a, in a tizzy. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're talking about a community, yeah. where does your community live? Yeah, a lot of people ask me, what's the best platform for a community, for example? That's the, the main question I get. And I'll say, it's not about the P, the platform. You're focusing on the wrong P. It's people that we want to focus on, not profits or platform. And what that means is that we have to identify who we want to bring together, why, and what's the purpose and what problem are we solving together? Once you've identified those things, then you can say, okay, 
if I'm going to be events focused, we're going to have lots of events, then we need to have an events platform. Or if this is going to be a learning community, we need to have a place for us to be able to put courses and for people, for students to come in and ask or answer questions. So once you've identified the community concept, the structure, and you validated some of those things, then you can approach, okay, where's the best place? Sometimes it's wherever they're hanging out, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a lot of people that are really interested in being on Facebook, then that might be the best solution for you. I don't recommend social media because of a lot of other things, but what I'll say is the platform isn't as important. If you want to start a community, you can start it literally through an email. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's funny because when I started my business 20 plus years ago, it was about going to networking events and meeting people. And then through that process, we built a community of people that really like to hang out together and it grew and it grew, but it grew from this very tight circle of people who just really liked each other. And I think the combination of the explosion of social media and the pandemic pushed us all online and we have forgotten that you could do things face to face and that was actually fun. Yeah. And I think the combination of including hybrid events in an online community strategy is really important. Like that's the reason I came into the community industry. I was a member of an online community. They had local, they had in-person meetups where I flew to Denver and met them and was able to build relationships. The other thing you mentioned is, you know, social media is one directional. It's like a business or organization that's really focused on giving uh, messages to the masses. And you know, unless your friends groups, right? Those are your closer circles of people, but it's limited to who's on Facebook. And maybe some of your friends don't want to be on Facebook. And there's a lot of people leaving that platform. And so you have to think about what's going to serve my members and how are they going to connect with each other? Because yeah. a lot of people focus on, I just want to get membership, people in my membership, but then they don't, they say, okay, I opened a membership, come. And they didn't do anything else. And then they wonder why it didn't work. And I say, because you didn't make a place for people and you didn't help people connect. People, you know, you go into a conference and people say, hey, welcome, Deb. Hi, how, how are you doing? They introduce you. Here, here's a friend I want to introduce you to. That's how we interact in person. But we haven't really transitioned that into online as much as, as we really could. And so really, if you're going to build a warm community, you and an engaging community, you have to not just engage with individual members, but you have to create opportunities, what I'm hearing you say, for them to engage with each other. Whether it's, uh, I mean, if you're really committed to doing it online, having Zoom meetups so that people can talk to each other. And again, I, I think back because before the pandemic, I was doing that. And then somewhere along the line with the pandemic, I was so over-zoomed that I didn't want to do that anymore. And I think now we're at a place where you can start thinking about, okay, how do I balance and bring that back in? For sure. I think it's a, a, a thing that so many people re resonated with is they got Zoom burnout, especially if you were working at a co corporate company that expected you to be doing a lot of Zoom meetings and things like that. So um, totally makes sense. And I think, again, it really depends on who's in your membership and what the goals are for that membership to decide on if meeting up in person is better. If you're like, obviously, if you're in a local area that you're all there, you could meet up together at a coffee shop or, you know, have a, a, a monthly meetup. Uh, but if 
people are not local, if they're global or if they're in different states all over the country, it's not going to be easy to get them to come to a, you know, annual event and not everybody is still ready to travel. So there's limitations to, and there's a lot of cost involved in like having some kind of a conference or something like that. So I think this gives a really great opportunity for entrepreneurs and small startups and business owners to build those relationships with people online without the expenses of having like a large conference. Absolutely. Okay. So what about things to avoid? as you're building your community? Are there a few tips, things that I really shouldn't do? There's the main focus that I've seen people struggle with is creating inside their community, creating many spaces for people to interact. And what happens is, is if you have more than let's say three spaces, like if you're on a website, thinking about a website, if there was like a thousand options, that would be too many, right? Mm -hmm. You have, you see on a website, there's three or four options of tabs for you to look at information. And so we kind of want to think about that when we're building an online community, wherever you choose to build one, whether it's a Slack channel, whether it's a Facebook group, whether it's um, Mighty Networks or Circle or Discord or Discourse or any of the other ones, it's really important to figure out what is the purpose of each area that you're going to invite people to. Because if you have multiple areas, people are not going to know where they're supposed to post. They're not going to know what they're supposed to do. And people just need a lot of guidance. You can't just like throw them into a group and then say, hey, connect with people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not going to work that way. <laughs> they won't. They won't. I've had clients that said, oh, I just opened up a community and I just said connect with each other. And they're not doing anything. I said, yeah, because you didn't give them opportunities or incentive, you know, you didn't give them reasons why it's important for them to connect to each other because they don't even know who's in the, basically a virtual room with them. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, I am excited to take some of your suggestions back to my community. Yeah. And I want to encourage people, if you've enjoyed today's conversation, definitely check out the Community Strategy Podcast. There'll be a link in the show notes. And Deb also has a book coming out this fall, Creator to Community Builder. Be sure to look for that. And finally, um, there'll be a link to her website. Deb, thank you for being a part of the show. Oh, you are so welcome. And I'm excited that I was able to share with you. And just to show, uh, just to let everybody know that if you do are interested in the Community Strategy Podcast, there's a new season out. Season two just kicked off recently and it's going to offer excerpts from my new book, Creator to Community Builder, that I'll be reading. Wonderful. Thank you. And and if you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out our toolbox. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.